too. I will roar that I will do any man's heart good to hear me. I will roar that I will make the Duke say, let him roar again. I'm in two places at once. It's hot, it's humid. It's the Australian summer at the beginning of 2022. But in my mind, it's the English summer in the middle of 2013. Although I'm physically sitting at a desk and staring at a blank screen in Sydney, Australia, in my mind, I'm walking down Church Lane in Stratford-upon-Avon. In 2022, I'm beginning to prepare a new school year with my students. In my memory of 2013, I'm stealing into an empty grammar school building, holding my camera close, thinking about a boy who probably recited Latin in this room 450 years ago. Hello, and welcome to Let Him Roar Again, a podcast dedicated to encouraging a revitalization of Shakespeare for the Australian context. I'm your host, Amy Perry. This is episode three of the podcast, and the first in a series designed specifically for those of you who are looking for new ways to engage with Shakespeare's texts in the rehearsal studio or the classroom. Over time, the podcast will feature both interviews, like episode two in which I interviewed members of the cast of Sport for Job's As You Like It, and episodes like this one, which outlines specifically practical exercises. These will be interwoven together to offer both engagement with the ideas of Shakespeare in Australia and practical ways to demonstrate this in the classroom or rehearsal room. As a teacher myself, I know all too well the weight of returning to the classroom after the summer holidays. On the one hand, there's a lovely sense of excitement to meet new classes and to set the tone for the year ahead. There's also a growing sense of anticipation as we prepare lessons and programs. It's a little like a perpetual Sunday night before Monday morning, isn't it? Excitement tempered with the feeling of being out of practice and routine. If, like me, you're beginning the year by teaching a unit of Shakespeare, I hope that you'll find these resources a handy way of revitalising your unit. In the interview I just mentioned, Shenri, Emma and Jade talked about the impact that the first encounter with Shakespeare can have on us. We know that our students will never be excited about the things we say we have to teach them. I'd encourage you to find, or perhaps to rediscover, what excites you about the plays of Shakespeare, or to define what it is that you're excited about helping your students to discover through or about Shakespeare's plays. Let Him Roar Again is designed for this purpose. Please do get in touch if there's something specific I can help with as more resources are added to the website. How we begin a new unit of Shakespeare in the rehearsal room, the drama classroom or in the English classroom can set the tone for the whole unit. So often students get caught up in a preconceived notion that Shakespeare is poetry or somehow beyond them or too hard to understand. I think that it's really important to begin by introducing Shakespeare's plays as they were intended, as theatre. 
let's get students moving and actively engaging. Shakespeare wrote poetry, yes, and when he did, he may well have given extensive consideration to the use of literary devices, sitting alone at his desk with candles and quills and ink pots, or he may have written in the pub. His plays, however, were created on the floor with actors, of which he was one. The script was broken into parts, road-tested and refined in rehearsal, tweaked to suit the audience or the occasion. If we can encourage students to think of Shakespeare as an actor and director and playwright or a man of action rather than as a writer only, we may be closer to encouraging a more vibrant encounter with the plays themselves. Starting with a crash course in Elizabethan England will satisfy history buffs, but doesn't always translate well to engagement with Shakespeare. With a crowded curriculum, there's often a temptation to dive straight into reading, but this can leave students feeling unsure of their bearings. My practice in the classroom is to begin with practical exercises that orient students in the plays as theatre giving them theatrical tools to help unlock the play or plays being studied. As Australian teachers prepared to return to school for the first time in 2022, I've pulled together a series of my Shakespeare 101 exercises. These are my preferred ways to kick off a unit with Shakespeare. My aim has been to condense some of the plethora of resources out there so that you can engage quickly with step-by-step -step instructions and suggestions. Fiona Banks's book, Creative Shakespeare, is a great resource here if you're looking for further detail and reading. The book is available from Bloomsbury. I've added the details to the website at lethimroaragain.com. Four of the five exercises in this Shakespeare 101 series are based on activities in that book. For now, let's spend a moment engaging in a bit of a thought experiment. I use a variation on this as an introduction with my classes and a way of gauging their preconceived notions of Shakespeare. To do so, travel back in time and memory with me to that English summer. I'm in Stratford-upon-Avon for the residential component of my Masters in Shakespeare and Theatre when I see a sign advertising entry to Shakespeare's classroom at King Edward VI's school. This room has seen an awful lot in its time. I wonder what it would have been like for students after William Shakespeare to study in this room. Would there have been a weight of expectation on their shoulders, as if somehow the words and thoughts of Shakespeare could be absorbed just by being in this same space? I'm really hoping that it's absorbing into my brain right now. I imagine what William Shakespeare might have been like as a student. There are many books written about Shakespeare's early life and education, but in some ways those historical facts aren't what I'm focused on right now. I'm more interested in thinking about Shakespeare as a young person, like one of those I teach in the classroom. What kind of subjects would Shakespeare have studied? Which were his favourites? And which did he avoid? Was he bullied at school? Or might he have been really popular? Would he perhaps have been the teacher's pet or often in trouble? Was he a dreamer 
or more studious. Perhaps he was thinking of himself when he wrote that the second age of man is the whining schoolboy with his satchel and shining morning face creeping like a snail unwillingly to school. Or perhaps in his teenage years he can also be imagined in that third age of man, the lover, full of sighs, so obsessed with the object of his affection that he even writes poetry about her eyebrow. I wonder what it would have been like for William Shakespeare and his friends to watch travelling companies of actors perform plays in the room directly below the classroom I'm standing in. Would they be asked to move the furniture and arrange the space in anticipation of these performances? What would they have talked about as they did so? This week, I will publish Shakespeare 101 exercises each day on the website. I myself will begin my Shakespeare unit in class with a detailed version of this thought experiment about Shakespeare's school days so that I can get a sense of what the students are thinking before I begin the unit. I have articulated this activity with step-by-step instructions on the website for you, with suggested exercises and aims if you want to begin your unit in a similar way. I think it's okay for this thought experiment to be a bit irreverent, particularly in the Australian context. Trust that students will come to love Shakespeare's plays through your enthusiasm and an engagement in this type of thinking rather than through having them held up as high culture. The exercises that follow this week would then be used in subsequent sessions, either as a series of warm-ups or in an hour-long active introduction to Shakespeare as theatre. I hope these exercises will help you to revitalise your own engagement with Shakespeare's plays in our Australian context and to, in turn, spark that same enthusiasm among the next generation of Australians. You've been listening to Let Him Roar Again, a podcast recorded by Amy Perry amid the tall blue gums of Darug country. Bottoms Lines from A Midsummer Night's Dream, performed by the very talented Simon Ward. You can download episodes of the show, and find links and bite-sized resources for encouraging discussion in the classroom and beyond by visiting lethimroaragain.com. I'd also love to hear from you on social media at lethimroaragain. Like, subscribe and follow to stay up to date with new releases. Let me play the lion too. I will roar that I will do any man's heart good.